0: So, in this episode, I want to talk a little bit about the execution model once again and the time travel and and that sort of thing. And I want to talk about one of the decisions that I'm proceeding with that I'm not certain is the right direction. And, uh, you know, I might change this. Um, And I'm already kind of toying with ways to change this without, you know, losing what I've already got so I'll, I'll I'll describe that, and then I'll describe some of the, some of the alternatives that I'm thinking of doing instead. And I think this will be interesting sort of as a as a way of seeing what my design process is like, for whatever value that has. So right now in Hest, there are points flowing along edges. Um, the way that the system works is that there are, As many points as you want flowing along any number of edges, there are pieces of data that are moving around all over the place all at once. And so when you take a HEST system that uh, you're looking at the code for the system and it's running and you zoom out – I imagine it would kind of look like you know looking down at a dense city with cars and pedestrians and that sort of thing traveling around on all the roadways. I mean, you could imagine it kind of like an ant hill with ants crawling all over the place and and all of those entities that you are looking down at the cars or the ants or what have you are all existing simultaneously, and they each have their own individual continuity that you may choose to follow. But when you aren't interested in following the continuity of any single thing, when you are instead interested in conceiving of the entire system at once, which is going to be important when doing architecture, basically, to me, that, that fact that there are many things happening all over the place all at once might be a bad idea. It might be a bad idea because It's probably fine if you have a system that is already well designed and is already working the way you intend it to. But as soon as you have a system that is not complete or that has problems, you're going to want to make changes to that system. And that's going to require moving things around or removing things or adding new things. And if you have to do that, while also being aware of the fact that there are many, many, many things happening simultaneously all throughout the system, not in any way local to the change you're making. And when you consider the fact that everything in Hest is meant to happen with an explicit idea of time where each entity in the system, each data point that is being conveyed along has its own sense of continuity, it's sort of like just a recipe for the thorniest race condition you can imagine where – you know if you have two data points that are needed to come together to produce some third combined result and those two data points arrive at that point of combination from very separate backstories <laughs> if one of those backstories one of the one of the threads of continuity for one of those points that's coming into this you know moment of combination if you have to go and make some changes over there And that means maybe introducing some new things that are going to happen to that point along its journey. Because everything has an explicit notion of time and everything takes a certain amount of time to get from point A to point B, what you've just done is changed the coordination between those two points en route to their moment of intersection. That might be okay if Hest gives you some tools for coordination, like to reference Space Chem once again. In that game, you have two separate colors. You have a red set of you know behavior and a blue set, um, and that allows you some concurrency, where the red path can be doing one bit of work and the blue path can be doing another bit of work, and then they each bring their individual results together. To coordinate those in SpaceChem, you can introduce these nodes where you put a little – I can't remember what the name for it is, but I'll just call it pause. You put a little pause node on the red path, and when the red little grabber comes along to that pause node, it's going to stop there until the blue little grabber comes along to the blue pause node. And when both of the grabbers grabbers are each on their pause nodes together – Then execution continues. They're both allowed to proceed past there. So it's this, uh, it's sync. That's what it's called. Of course, it's called sync. You put sync nodes down. And when, and when, um, when thinking about Hest, it, it would be conceivable to do something like that if you have two edges that each have points coming along them and you want to synchronize the movement of points along those edges. You could, in theory, imagine wrapping some handcuffs around each of those two edges and sort of saying, hey, a point is only allowed to continue past this handcuff around the, the edge that it is conveying along when the there's a corresponding point on the other edge that the other side of the handcuffs are, are tied to. And uh, it doesn't have to be two edges. It could be three or however many. Some way of sort of tying these edges together and saying there's some coordination that needs to happen before we allow a movement of points to continue. But as soon as you do something like that where a point is allowed to stop its motion forward – And and it's required to wait for something you run into the usual stuff you run into when you have communicating sequential processes or other kinds of concurrency where you need buffering or you need last right wins or you need some way of addressing the fact that data might pile up behind one of the coordination points. Well, it is waiting for something on the other coordination point, and that other coordination point might be starved. And so you you run into this situation where changes that aren't local are going to have a consequence on the behavior of some part of the system that you're looking at. And that non-locality goes against the spirit that I'm trying to impue Hest with, where – no data should be allowed to affect a change without traveling along an edge to the place where that change occurs. There should be no teleportation. there should be no spooky action. There should be you know at at worst, there should be virtual edges so that if two things that are disconnected somewhat in space that are distant from one another need to affect one another, there should at least be the way to follow a point as it goes from one side to the other side so that you can have that continuity of experience. So as soon as you introduce coordination primitives, it feels like you're you're introducing some non-locality, some non-local effects. And I've been thinking about different ways to approach that and to um, not to to make the problem go away, but to, to give you tools to address that problem, to to have purview over it. Uh, one idea is that maybe the points that travel along edges don't have a notion of, of time that it takes to travel from, from one end of the edge to the other uh, that is derived from the length of the edge. So the way it works right now is it's very much like cars driving down a road. If all your cars are moving at the same speed, the length of the road determines how long it will take the car to go from one end to the other. The length of the water slide determines how much of a ride the kid gets to go on before they get spit out into a big wet red paintbrush at the other end. So that's that's a, a model of a conveyance that is derived from our expectations of the physical world, that the length of a path determines how long it takes to travel that path. And there are ways to get away from that entirely, like to say that all paths take the same amount of time to travel regardless of their length. And so you could imagine that all the nodes that are connected, all the all the function points that are connected by edges that the data is being conveyed along are one unit of time apart. And so any point that's being conveyed will arrive at the other end after one unit of time. And that still gives you the sort of temporal granularity that i want where you can put it into super slow motion and say i'm i'm participating in the execution i am driving execution forwards time is advancing points are moving but i'm advancing time very slowly i'm advancing time 0.01 units of time per real world second and so those those data points are just crawling along their edges and you can kind of see where they're going Or you can run things super fast and all the points just fly around like crazy and do whatever work they're doing. And that that idea of making all the edges take the same amount of time to travel makes Hest much more like a traditional text-based programming language or a traditional node and wire uh, visual programming language. Not language, but you know. And I don't know that that's a bad thing because that sort of preserves the expectations that we have coming from other programming systems where this uh, this function is going to consume the result of two other functions. And so basically, as soon as those two other functions are done executing, this third function that's consuming their results will execute. And it, and it doesn't matter you know, how much white space you put in between those, those function functions invocations it's going to execute at the same rate regardless and so that that does solve a little bit of the issue of non-locality and that you can move things around without changing the order of events within your system and there's a way to get a kind of a halfway in between and that would be the edges don't all need to have the same amount of time that they take to travel along they can have different amounts of time you can have one edge that it will take you know a little while to get from one end to the other and another edge that will take quite a lot longer and another edge that will be very very quick and you can have that be independent of the actual visual length of the edges you can have a edge that looks very short but takes a long time to travel and an edge that looks very long and takes a very short time to travel. And you can do that without even going further without confusing the programmer by just drawing those edges in a different style. And so it could be that the the visual length of the edge isn't what determines how long it takes to traverse that edge. It could be that the edges are drawn, and I've, I've kind of imagined them like conveyor belts because they're doing conveyance of a sort. And if you have a little texture on those conveyor belt edges, sort of uh, like little chevron-shaped, you know, V-shaped pieces that sort of go tick, 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 tick along the edge like it's, uh, you know, a rubber conveyor belt, the spacing of those V-shaped belt decorations might be what indicates to the programmer how long it will take to travel along that edge. And so if the, if the V-shaped decorations are very dense, then maybe it is a very slow edge. And if they are very spread out, then maybe it's a very fast edge. And that that's an idea that has been explored in a video game (laughs) surprise, Uh, a a video game that I've talked about before. And that if you're listening to this, you're probably familiar with it. Um, Factorio has belts, conveyor belts in the game. You have normal belts and then you have fast belts and then you have super fast belts. And so that gives you a little bit of control over the um, coordination of data through your factory. But Factorio also does queuing. Basically, there's only a finite amount of data that is traveling along your belts. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm. If you've played Factorio, um, you know that I'm kind of stretching the metaphor a little bit. But because uh, in in the game, you're building a factory, and so it's not actually data that is on your conveyor belts. It's wire or it's circuit boards or it's assembly machines or whatever copper but the conveyor belts can only store a certain amount of stuff on them. And when it fills up, you get this kind of back pressure effect. So whatever was putting stuff onto your belt stops running because there's no room anymore. And, and it, it gives you coordination by having this idea that there's uh like stock and flow and that kind of thinking from system dynamics And I don't think that that is a good constraint to preserve in HEST. I don't think it's good to have that kind of queuing or buffering be part of the the basic model of execution in HEST. Of course, you will want to have things that serve the role of a buffer or of a queue. I, I don't want that to be something that you have to think about while you are programming in HEST. I want to avoid that if possible. And I also don't want to have data be dropped. I don't want to have something like last write wins. I don't want to have something where it, it's like buffering, but the buffer size is one, and so if two data points are trying to get through a, a coordination primitive, uh, you know, whichever one arrived there first is is kicked off as soon as a new one arrives. I don't, I, I really don't want to have that because that breaks rewinding time. Because as soon as you have something where Instead of buffering everything, you're throwing away some data. It's like, well, where is it going when you're throwing it away? And when you rewind, how does it come back? And if I want to do rewind robustly, if I want it to be that rewinding actually does restore the earlier state of your execution, always, 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 then I never truly can throw away data. I have to keep it in some kind of historical record that can be restored later on so that 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 idea of of data taking a certain amount of time to travel and of needing coordination because you're going to make changes to your system and and coordination introducing the idea of data piling up or 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 a, a point of coordination being flooded or starved that's tough And I haven't yet cracked that. I haven't yet come up with something that I love. But I have come up with something that I don't hate.